Hey, before we get started here, let me tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, Float. As an agency owner, you need quick, reliable answers to questions like, how much money will I make next month? Or when can I make my next hire? And Float, the cash flow software for Zero and QuickBooks Online, helps you make smarter business decisions with confidence. To get an exclusive six-week free trial of Float and set up a call with one of their cash flow experts, you can just visit floatapp.com slash agency journey. All one word again, floatapp.com slash agency journey. All right, welcome into this week's episode of Agency Journey. This is Gray McKenzie, and this week, I have the pleasure of bringing on Jordan West from Mindful Marketing. Jordan, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm excited to have you here. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I love, like I always say on my podcast, I'm like, the best episodes, I know the best episodes are the ones where we talk for 10 or 15 minutes and they're like, oh my gosh, just press record. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, 100%. I liked it. So I think that momentum is helpful. And it's funny that I mean, the, the handful of times where it just doesn't drive and you're like trying to make it happen and it's clearly not happening. And then you just kind of go into it with like, oh, uh, this, this might be a little tough. It might be all my fault. It might not be all my fault, but, uh, but this is going to be a good one. So, oh yeah, yeah good yeah, energy yeah. coming tuned. in. You're, you're already in <laughs> podcast mode. So let's start kind of just kind of briefly. Uh, I want to start with mindful. I want to work back yeah. a little bit, uh, but just give people kind of the quick overview of mindful and what you're doing now. Yeah, totally. So we started mindful marketing about three years ago, I believe now. Um, you know, we just started obviously as freelancers, right? That got asked a lot of questions. Uh, I'll, I'll walk back afterwards why um, that was, but we've now grown to, I think we're hiring two new account managers right now, and that'll bring us up to 15, um, including a few of our uh, outsourced um, people that we used as well. Um, so really interesting size that we're at now where it's a real business, you know, and, and before where it was like kind of a group of freelancers, right? When you first start. And we also had no direction when we first started, absolutely no direction. It was like, oh, you're coming to us and you want to pay us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. Sure. Sure. Whatever. A website. Yeah. 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 We do websites. <laughs> we didn't do websites. So true. Uh, so yeah. So, so that's, uh, our main focus now is e-commerce brands doing at least seven figures, um, that we've now kind of created this new light program, um, which is really interesting, signed up a ton of clients in this new light program. Anyway, we work with e-commerce e brands and uh, to help them with their paid acquisition channels, Facebook, Google, uh, obviously Instagram with Facebook, uh, potentially TikTok in the future, depending on how that goes, Pinterest, uh, all, all of that kind of stuff to really help. And then we have the strategy component that's sort of baked into all of that. And we kind of have some unique strategies because I also own a mid seven figure e-com brand. So the ecom brand, which I assume the name's fine to share on the podcast yes. here. You want to just yeah. give us the, uh, my understanding, and maybe this is wrong, but that was the predecessor to Mindful Marketing? It was, it was, yeah. So my wife and I started that in 2014. Uh, as At first, it was this brand based on her name. It was Carmen West Creative Littles. And uh, and then we're like, okay, that's not going to work. Uh and, you know, we weren't really, I, I didn't really have like the same kind of marketing chops I feel like I have now where I can just look at something and be like, okay, that's good. No, it's bad. Um, so we, you know, we worked through it and we created this baby brand called Little and Lively. And then we realized, you know what? People love our clothes so much, the, the moms. I'm like, we're not selling to the babies. We're selling to the moms. Why don't we just create a mom version of this? And so that doubled our sales right away. And 
And throughout that, it was interesting because we we had all this brand confusion. So now we're actually the Kindred Studio is the overarching brand because we're we're in acquisition mode right now. So now we have a pajama brand that we're launching in January uh, called Pretty Laundry. Um, and then we've got uh, the Kindred Clothing Co., uh, which was the Kindred Clothing Co., and now we're rebranding as well. And then uh, we've got our baby brand. So it's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there <laughs> right now. So for right. any branding people listening, you'll know we had a lot of brand confusion. I feel like we can't get to that next. I think eight figures is sort of that next mark uh, financially. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's funny with finances, right? Because it's not really, like once you get to whatever level you're at and if you're profitable, it doesn't really matter. Like whatever level, it's just more like, okay, that's our sort of next like yardstick of like, I think that's where we're going to have some problems. And so we've been anticipating that. And that's why uh, that's this long winded explanation of our clothing brand. So (laughs) that makes sense. So little and lively and then kind of the studios um, overarching that. How do you kind of, where does your time, I'm sure that like most entrepreneurs, it's not like, Hey, I've got 40 hours a week. So ergo 30, go to mindful marketing, 10, go to little and lively. It's like, no, 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 no. On both tips. Uh, how does that get split up? Is that mostly Carmen who's managing little and lively? Um, and yeah. then you're focused most on the day to day on mindful marketing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm the CEO at mindful marketing. So I really set the, um, you know, I don't, <laughs> I always joke around. Um, I don't do anything, you know, I just, I, I am always setting the direction, having meetings with people, having meetings with our staff, making sure that we're going in the right direction. But as far as execution on both businesses, I do absolutely nothing because I can't. Um, and I'm also not skilled in, in that area. We're working through right now in both businesses, um, strengths finders. Yeah. And it's really interesting. We, we did it a few years ago and now we're going way more in depth with it. And uh, for me, I am all um, influence and relationship. Um, so for anybody who's gone through strength finders before, you'll know it's an incredibly powerful tool to be able to use. And so I have no execution and no strategy. Um, and so all everybody in my life inadvertently has those things. Um, I didn't mean to at first, but now I do mean to like, okay, I need people who execute around me. Right. Um, so that's really what it looks like at little and lively is we'll have, uh, ideas. Um, you know, that's basically what happens is, you know, I've been thinking and rolling around in my head, the idea that, uh, we need to bring manufacturing in house at some point. That's probably going to save us three or $400,000 a year to do that. I didn't talk to my wife about it, just kind of left it there, thought about it, thought about some ways. And then we were on a trip up to Whistler this last weekend. And I'm like, I think we need to bring manufacturing in house. So that's my role. Right. right. <laughs> it's just doing things like that. That makes sense. <laughs> She's like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> right. Well, it's, and it's gotta be a super cool sales tool. Who leads, who leads most of the sales for mindful marketing now? So we actually brought in a partner who is head of sales. Okay. Um, so at first uh, he was a guy we knew from high school. We knew that he was a, you know, a really good talker and we're like, and he was working for a big company at the time. And he had started listening to our podcast and was like, guys, I'm really interested in what you do. And we're like, well, you want to come do sales for us? Right. <laughs> so, so before it was me being CEO slash sales guy, which I think is super common in the agency world, yep, right? Sure. Like from all the agency partnerships that we do, it's generally that, right? Like there'll be the, the fast talking CEO guy who also sells everything. And we knew that we couldn't, um, you know, the whole seven habits um, idea of starting with the end in mind. I'm really into that, right? Like anything that we're doing, I'm like, okay, how is this going to play out eventually? And me being the sales guy, CEO is not going to, it's, there's just going to be a cap to that. Right. 
So we brought uh, Kevin in and uh, he's incredible. And I highly recommend bringing in a salesperson if you are, if you don't have that. So now we've got a sales team. So that's awesome. I was going to say with little and loving, I mean, that's going to be a great sales tool for you guys going to other people, other e-com brands and saying, Hey, we'll help you with your uh, customer acquisition through paid channels. And obviously here's what we're, here's basically our sandbox on the side as well. Um, that's totally. Cool. So I'm sure that gets, that's exactly how we sell it. Right. Right. That you, yeah. You guys have the, uh, you've got the infrastructure. So let's talk briefly around. Everyone's always curious about client engagements or how those engagements are structured. Mm. Obviously you've got the ads management, media buying, um, and strategy side of things. Are there uh, kind of, as those are structured and you mentioned, uh, one of your programs earlier, can you give us kind of a quick kind of high level overview of what clients working with you will typically, so what does that engagement start with? Are you guys starting right into a monthly retainer retainers, base fee plus ad spend? Does it start with a strategic discovery project on the front end, like a game plan, blueprint audit? those types of things. How do you structure your client journey right now? Yeah. So, I mean, this has changed so much over the years. The one that is working right now, and we've got about a just over 50% close rate on every single conversation we have. Um, and so we're, we really want to stick with this one for now because it's working so well. We, we still, and I struggled back and forth with this so much. We give away a free growth plan. So that's our audit, right? As soon as we called it a growth plan, and had future pacing within it. So the future pacing part is not different for any business. It's it's always the same, the future pacing part. All we did is combine an audit with future pacing and let them know like, hey, this is the strategy that we would use going forward. Um, so, so that's our growth plan. So we don't have that middle step, which you know we've been advised so many times, have the middle step, have the middle step. Um, what we did instead was recently we just added a step down. So we added a light program, which is kind of, I feel like that, that step. So we do a setup, which we charge for. Okay. Then, then right after the setup, we have a, um, uh, we go straight into retainer, uh, right after that. We also have just a plain setup, which we really try not to sell people on too much because we feel like ads management is really important, especially if people don't know how to manage their own ads. Um, and which most people don't, right? Like we, it's like months of training for our account managers and, and the people that are in our ads managers. So it's, it's yeah. <laughs> so, and then we have our VIP package as well, which is, uh, includes creative. Um, so creative refreshes based on whatever, uh, you know, in-house creative they have that they give to us. Um, and then we've got, uh, um, you know, we always joke around that we've got, you know, if you want Jordan to talk with you for 10 hours a month, it's going to be 10 grand. So, right. We've just got that one out there. There's that as well. <laughs> so, so let me just say this back to you then. You've got the growth plan, which is free. So assuming they're a qualifying brand, there's some qualification that happens. Hey, do you guys want to do a growth plan together and yeah. do that for so, free? Well, with, yeah. And with the light program, so we get them to apply for a growth plan, right? Okay, and then yep. as soon as right. we can see some of their... Um, we can see their website. We can see their social media following all of that. As long as they're not a brand new brand, right. we will give them the growth plan, um, whether they have any sales data or not because of our new light program, right? So we've got this light program, which we're, I'll, I'll let you know, we're charging a thousand bucks a month for, um, up with ad spends up to $5,000. Yep. When the reason I knew we were doing well with this or is first of all, I think we signed something like 10 clients last month to it. And we call it our bullpen, right? Because we're like, well, all of these people, if they do well, are going to go into our VIP program. Right. Um, so we don't need to necessarily make 
a, you know, a big margin on these light clients. It's also way less management, way less, you know, interaction between um, the clients. Uh, so we, we hopefully we'll be able to ascend those people. And the reason why I knew is because I saw a huge Facebook ads agency, uh, do the exact same thing. So right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're onto something here. They're doing the exact same thing that we're doing. And so if you're enrolling people in that program, does that come straight off the back of the growth plan or is the setup, the intermediary piece between the growth plan before you do the program or the light program, you're into the setup phase? It's set up signed with a retainer. Okay, cool. Yep, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, so they're coming on board. You know, they they do the growth plan first, which I'm assuming is that a is that like a one call thing? Is that a couple call thing? Uh, yeah. So it's so we go discovery call into yep. a growth plan, which is a okay. which is one more call, and one I call. think that's yep. about an, uh, an hour call generally. Right. Right. And then most times that will lead to a sale right there directly to the right. Yeah, directly there, especially yep. now that we've got the the light program. It's just right. like people are like a thousand dollars a month, right, for you to manage my ads. And we we just saw we saw this massive gap, right? There's this huge gap of people that, you know, we said before ten thousand dollars minimum ad spend to work with us. Well, there's like hundreds of thousands of brands that are spending less than ten thousand dollars who want to be spending more but have no confidence to do it. So how could we charge them our full retainer, right? while they're spending so much less right now. Um, yeah. So that, that was this gap that like, I don't know if anybody's listening, think of, it does not, we make sure it does not devalue our product, right? We take so much out of our VIP that we're like, hey, this is what you get with VIP. This is what you get with light. Right. So that was, I had two different places I wanted to go kind of off of, uh, off of this uh, pivot point. One was, yeah, that upsell from a lower cost product into a higher cost. So when all of a sudden we tip the scales and we go to $5,001 in monthly spend, uh, that transition period for every agency is so crucial to nail. What does that look like to go from, okay, you were in light, now you no longer qualify for light and you need to be here. Uh, if the service is so good at such a low price uh, here, it's sometimes hard for people to see the value um, in, in migrating up um, as well. So obviously you guys are figuring out what that looks like to design that step up um, for you right we'll do now. An up We'll do an update episode and I'll let you know how that goes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so that's, I mean, there's, uh, for agencies who nail it, it goes really, really well. And when they don't, they get stuck with a lot of low value clients for a long period of time, or they're relatively short, uh, lifetimes of the client and the churn winds up being, uh, you know, significantly higher than you'd like to, which obviously hurts if you're ever trying to exit, uh, isn't a great, um, a great factor in your, in your overall valuation. So the, let's flip to the, the other side though, which is the funnel. So I know you guys have some partnerships in place um, you've, with both agency partners, which is cool because you guys have such a narrow scoped in uh, offer and audience and service set totally. that that allows you to set up partnerships with, you know, it's kind of like in our situation, we're like agency ops, 90 plus percent of the people in the agency consulting field are all focused on growth, business development, marketing, sales, that kind of stuff. And so basically all those people are potential partners. And if they, you know, if we align on values and align on audience type, it's a great partnership. You guys are in the same situation where because you're in a niche, there's a lot of potential partners to work with. Uh, so partnerships between agencies, other tools, um, obviously you're doing podcasting um, that we haven't even brought up yet, I don't think, but you guys have run a podcast here for quite a while. You're getting some, some really impressive traction with a podcast. What are the main channel growth channels that you guys are investing in? Um, and I guess I'd be curious to know 
highest ROI in terms of return per investment and then kind of the channels overall that are gross uh, performing the best for you right now. Totally. I'd say that the easiest clients to close are referrals. And I think everybody knows that, right? Like referrals obviously are going to be the best. Working out what that looks like between agencies can be interesting, right? Because I'm coming at it from a couple different sides, right? I'm coming at it from the side that we want to acquire an agency this year, an agency or two, right? Um, we we would love to acquire somebody in the email marketing space, um, a, a Claudio agency. Uh, that to me would be the perfect complementary offering to to what we have. We already have an incredible partner in that space. They're huge. Uh, they're not acquirable for us. That'd be, you know, a little ant eating somebody a little bit bigger. Um, but. Uh, Maybe not that analogy. Anyway, um, we're, we're looking for that. So it's really hard when you're working with partners to know that like, we're all strategic, right? We're all looking, I want to make sure to give more than I take. Um, because there's, there's the other side of if I'm getting, you know, more than 20% of my business from that person, they could potentially, you know, pipe wrench me into selling my business to them at a lower multiple or cutting off the supply. Right. Right. That, that to me, that's one of the only things that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, luckily, I, I feel like I'm able to navigate those relationships pretty well. Um, I think that as long as you trust your partners um, in all of that, people aren't out to, to screw each other, right? Like, I, I really don't believe that. It's just one of those things that's always in the back of my mind. Partnerships are just massive, though. Um, I've had some bad partnerships, for sure. Uh, and it's generally not the company. It's just the person uh, you know, is like a high pressure salesperson. Like, Hey, you haven't sent anyone over uh, Hey, Hey, this lead was terrible. Um, yeah, I'm going to give some advice to people. If somebody sends you a lead and it didn't go anywhere, don't say it was terrible because they will not <laughs> want to give you leads right. anymore. That happened with one of our partners. I sent them seven or eight leads. Every podcast guest, just like, Hey, here's an intro. Um, if you're looking for this certain service and, uh, and they're like, Hey, just, you know, those leads aren't really going anywhere. Okay. Well, I'm not going to send you anymore then. Right. Like, no, no. I feel like a little kid or something. Well, fine. Right. But, um, but just like, it, you know, when people send you leads, just thank them because it is so important. Those leads to us are worth like, you know, between 30 and $50,000 a year as, and, and, and can be like really good relationships. So, so to me, that's a, a huge part of our funnel. Um, I actually though consider it kind of a bonus part of our funnel. Um, because it's not, I can't count on them. Yeah. I was just going to say yeah, with go referrals it. too. I, well, I think the one, the one thing I would throw in there as well, a say, thank you for sure. When you get a referral B the, the one thing uh, that I learned early on, I think has been really helpful in terms of generating more is keep the referee, whoever made the referral initially kind of keep them looped in on where the deal is going. So um, you know, we get a we get an intro to somebody, they might actually be a good client the timing's not right or whatever. I reach back out to the person who made the referral and say, Hey, thanks so much again for the referral. We had a great conversation connection, but timing's not quite right right now, but it, it might happen, uh, you know, Q1 or whatever. And uh, I'll keep you updated here as we go. And people love that. It's another opportunity to get on their radar. Um, and you know, they're yeah. thinking about, Hey, this is nice. There's some, I made an introduction. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, there's some kickback structure. Sometimes there's not a kickback structure. Um, and so, you know, people are obviously incentivized both by money and also just by the relationship and the way that you make them feel about what's happening as well. So that totally. would be the, the one other tip on referrals, but sorry, I cut you off going into other growth channels as well that are. Oh yeah. 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 Right now. 
Well, I just thought that'd be such a, a long, drawn-out sort of thing. I wanted to give you, uh, you know, a chance to talk before I, I go into all this. <laughs> so, other other growth channels. Let's hit it. You get the podcast, obviously. For yes, so the pod the the podcast. Uh, I can't say enough good things about the podcast authority, right? Um, I, I, I tell all of our e-commerce clients and, and anybody that I, you know, do some consulting with trust is the number one thing that you need to build with people in any business. If people don't trust you, they're not going to buy from you, right? They're not going to trust you with, with your money. So podcasts do that. They build this authority and this trust. When somebody comes to us and says, I've been listening to your podcast for a while, like uh, we, we run a mastermind uh, for e-commerce store owners. Somebody came to me recently, uh, this Australian person, and he's like, oh yeah, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. I told him the price of the mastermind. He's like, yeah, and he just paid right there. Mike, yeah. I just met you. But no, he didn't just meet me. He's been listening to hundreds of hours of me talk. Um. And so the podcast builds this up. And so I think one of the good things that we've done in the podcast is it's not just interviews, which I think are great. It's authority building the fact that I have these connections to brands. Like, you know, we've had big brands like movement watches and all these like sort of like kind of authority building names on the podcast, which I think are really good because people assume we work with clients at that size. Um, but second, it's that, that piece, we do a weekly piece where my business partner and I talk about what's working in e-commerce and we, you know, go in depth on, a, on, on something. So we're really making sure that we actually have that piece in the podcast. And it's a huge, it is an expense for us for sure. Like with our virtual assistant and all that stuff, but so worthwhile, um, on, on the podcast side. Um, there's just so much that goes into that. Uh, I was telling uh, gray right before this, that we probably almost daily will get, uh, a form fill from our specific unique podcast URL. Um, that we tell people to go to. Um, that's yeah. our little advertisement throughout as we just, we plug the agency and, uh, and we're just like the sound of from the podcast is absolutely crazy. The second um, big piece to do with podcasts is that I today alone, I'm on three podcasts on three other podcasts. And so that builds authority and trust again, gets people into our podcast, which I, I really do believe is the top of the funnel. We're also now starting to run I think it's about 50 bucks a day into podcast advertising, right? And getting people right. to, to listen to our podcast, um, which is really, really great. And, and we've actually seen a huge acceleration of that. Um, so, I mean, we're, we kind of need to, um, you know, smoke what we're dealing, right? Um, as far as actually uh, having, you know, using Facebook ads and Google ads to actually drive our business forward. Um, if you think about those leads and we, we do a bunch of lead generation with, um, one of our recent, um, PDFs that we put out there, a sales launch checklist, uh, that alone, like I think while I've sat here, we've had 10 downloads, like just, just awesome to get people into the funnel, then listening to the podcast, building trust. It's just such a longer process than, you know, an e-commerce store owner would be used to. Right. But for us now we're seeing, you know, we planted all of this, these seeds last year, as we started to, I think it was like last September, we started this podcast. Uh, so like a year and a bit ago. And and now we're seeing the harvest of this and it's like, hold on, right? Like, you know, for agencies out there, my only advice is start a podcast because it's <laughs> so absolutely critical to building trust. I don't even understand when agencies don't have podcasts. I'm like, you can't be too busy for that. So- like, Let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Um, you guys have a format. So you and Sean, um, 
are obviously the co-hosts. You also have guests come on. What's the frequency that you bring a guest on? Maybe every other, every third episode with a guest? Is yeah, so than- we've, it's actually, it's, this is an, another great point. So we've, you know, we've done enough partnerships to know who good partners and who bad partners are. Uh, a lot of SaaS products out there, bad partners, very bad partners. They're just take, 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 right? They just want an agency to send for you to use their tool, right? Not great partners because they're never going to give you anything back. But I've found really good partners and I'm like, okay, what were they doing? Recart, unreal partners, best mm. partner. If anyone wants to look into a partnership program, Nick it. they have just been incredible. And they've seen the growth from this year from their partner program. So we kind of copied a, a few of the things they do. So, so on our podcast, what we do is if you are a partner with us, we want you on our podcast. So we actually added an episode every week for partners okay. um, to come and talk about how they um, help e-com stores, right? So it's it's awesome because it adds so much value. I actually, I occasionally I'll listen to our podcast and I listen to these partner episodes and I'm like, this actually adds so much value. It's no, there's no sales pitch in it. It's just, we're just chatting as partners. And so it's a huge value add, right? Again, I'm just depositing, just deposit as much as you can, especially with your partners. Um, yes, yeah, so we do one episode where Sean and I talk one partner episode and then one interview a week uh, with okay. the founder. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Long answer to a short question. So then <laughs> let's, well, let's, let's go to the promotion side because this is what kills basically every podcast. I would say maybe not half of the agencies out there. A huge number of agencies have tried a podcast and most get somewhere between five and 20 episodes in and then they kill it because there's nothing coming from it. So what was different for you guys? What, how was there already an audience? Did you just stick with it? Like for us, uh, we didn't put any paid dollars into promoting it. We didn't have a huge audience when we started back in 2015. Um, but we just, we're going to stick with it through 50 episodes regardless. Um, and then kind of hit through some community and some other people sharing it, our audience or our guests largely sharing it kind of had enough momentum there to say, Oh yeah, this is definitely working early enough to keep going. What, what did you guys do? Was it purely that dedication? Hey, we're going to stick through this the first 20, 25 episodes or whatever, or was there something you guys did early to get people listening and kind of build that momentum? I forgot to talk about why we did the podcast. It wasn't to get listeners. That was not the reason it was a lead gen play, right? So all of our episodes at first were just lead gen to get to talk to these CEOs or founders of e-commerce brands. Right. That was it. That was the interview your ideal customer profile, basically. Yeah. So, so I didn't care if any, I didn't care if there was three people who listened to it. It, it didn't matter to me because it was just like, Hey, this is an easy way to get to have the conversation. I would never pitch anyone. Right. But after the episode, every time, you know, it'd be like, and, and, and I'm sure that must play a, a role in your podcast a little bit, right? For Where sure. it's like, Hey, we're, we're going to have these people on who are, who are first of all, really good interviewees. Right. Um, so they can add some value. Um, and second of all, this is kind of our ideal client. So we might as well talk to them. Right. Right. Um, so that's why we didn't really care at first. And then we realized, Oh my gosh, people actually are listening to this through just like podcast SEO basically. Yeah. Um, and then we would just start sharing it more and more guests would share it. And then we started to add the paid channels into it. And really like, I haven't figured out what a subscriber is worth yet, but right. I always say to people, it's incredible that, on any given day, you know, you could be in, I like when I listen to a podcast, I listen to every word these podcast hosts say, right. I'm not just listening to it in the background. Like I'm like right. the people who I listen to, I trust inherently what they say because I've spent so many hours with them. Imagine on a daily basis, I go and talk at 
uh, some conference with my ideal client. That's what podcasting is, right? People, you know, 500 to a thousand people are listening to me every single day. That to me is just, it, it's, it's beyond any social media channel that you can think of. It's, it's, you know, it makes Facebook and Instagram followers just kind of seem like absolutely nothing comparatively, even YouTube subscribers. I'd way rather have a podcast subscriber. Right. Cause who listens to somebody for 45 minutes? You have to actually want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. So uh, that makes sense then from sticking with it. And I've seen a mix of approaches. Um, I wish that we were that strategic in the beginning. I think for us in the beginning, it was really, there's a tier of agency that we're best at servicing and we had a software product at the time. And that tier was typically an agency, you know, somewhere between five and 25 people. It wasn't a real large agency. Yeah. And so what we were trying to do at the very beginning was how do we get the people who influence those, the agencies who are beyond that so that we've got the brand credibility uh, and we're also learning what it takes to get to the next level. And that is kind of an influencer piece. Uh, but there certainly was business that came direct out of that as well. And people who maybe wouldn't have looked at our product otherwise at the time as we we're super immature. And then obviously as you grow that, that changes over time. But the third yeah. piece, so we've kind of talked about the format, what you guys are doing and how you're running it. We've talked about promotion and kind of initially starting it. Uh, I'm curious about the hook and how do people, cause this hangs up a lot of people. How do we convert off the back of this? So obviously if you're reaching out specifically to, I'm talking to my target customer, that's pretty simple you kind of share your, you know, here's my very, very brief, here's the value prop for our brand. If there's yeah. any interest there, you know, offer to have us have a follow-up conversation. But for you guys on the podcast right now, you mentioned pointing people to a specific, you got a specific CTA that you're sending yeah. people towards right now. What, how does that function? What's, uh, how have you guys set that up and designed it? I mean, it's really just like a simple page on our website. That's just a URL. I think it's like mindfulmarketing.co slash apply. And yep. we just know that's our podcast one. We, you know, have that hooked up via Zapier into Slack. So every time we can see, oh, that was a podcast call to action that goes, we just have a sales channel because I really do believe that, um, that just having those daily little hits of dopamine uh, are so important to the team, right? Like, oh, cool. Okay. Another lead came in another lead came in because otherwise it just goes to the sales team. And, and, you know, even for like my business partner and I, we wouldn't even see that like, oh, our leads coming in. So that's why I really like to have that. Um, and know that like, oh, cool. Okay. These hours a week that I spend on podcasts or on our podcast actually right. matter. Right. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's great. So they're that they're pretty much applying directly for a strategy session then that's the, that's right the away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're applying for a growth plan right there. Okay. Um, so those are, those are really, really good leads that, that come in. Right. And, and that's why we, uh, the reason why is we had uh, that we created the light program is because we had all these leads from our podcast coming in that just didn't fit our ideal client at first. Right. Right. As far as size is concerned. So we realized like we have this huge, you know, vast, um, you know, from, you know, 500,000 ish kind of brands up to, you know, we had somebody who joined our mastermind that was, you know, they're doing like $50 million a year in sales. And we're like, okay, like how do we get at both of these people? Right. Um, yeah. So that's, that's really how we've tried to convert people. And then also every podcast guest who comes on, we offer a growth plan after as well, whether yep. they're, you know, they have a 20 person in-house team or not. Right. Um, we will we, we'll just offer them a growth plan and that, and that to us, 
Uh, also, similarly to something you and I talked about before, we'll just get referrals from people who have never even worked with us, right? But it's a podcast guest who came on and he's like, oh yeah, Jordan's agency is amazing. They do great work. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you know? <laughs> such, such a funny phenomenon. Um, but it goes back to like the power of podcasting and stuff. We had that conversation. People feel like, I mean, there was really, we're going to, our agency came out of the inbound space originally and go into inbound. Okay. Uh, the inbound conference in Boston, you know, I, I think first year we went was maybe 2012 or 2013. And then um, pretty much every year since, obviously not this year, but the first 20, I guess it would have been fall of 2015, the first year going and coming down, uh, um, we were coming down an escalator in kind of a common area, talking to somebody and someone down below was like, oh, I know that voice. And I was like, who are they talking about? Who's famous around here? And they were like, great, it's you. And I was like, I don't know who you are. And so we met and it was like, <laughs> this is wild that people feel like, like I'm a nobody, um, but that people feel like, hey, we've got a personal relationship, even though we've never talked, A. Yeah. And that B, there's some like mini celebrity in the space that comes along with just being the person who's brave enough to say, hey, we'll put our voice out there and we'll We'll try and do this. We'll say a bunch of stupid things along the way, but we'll figure this out and kind of and be a connector for people. Um, totally. So yeah, there's, there's and they a, lot, know you, a lot of power that goes into it. Yeah. They probably feel like they know you more than they would know like a, a celebrity, right? I, I've got, I've right. got a few, a few friends in this area uh, that I'm pretty good friends with who are like really famous musicians who people know. And yeah. I'm like, I bet you people know me more than them. Right. Cause right. they have their, their persona, which is h- hilarious. Right. This like, public persona that's like totally not who they are. Right. And, and yet I'm like, I'm just uh, literally all I do is just talk all day. So this is not, I'm not just pretending here. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a real thing. It is cool that they, you know, that there's genuine interest. You'll get on like I coach high school baseball and I've got four little kids at home and what, and people will be like, how are the kids or Hey, how's the team looking this year? And I'll be like, what? You know, baseball, you coach, right? I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot you would have any idea that that's a thing that I do. But you're right. There's a whole other side of my life that's not work that uh, that I really enjoy as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well that was cool to kind of get a feel for kind of each three aspects there of the podcast. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into it. So um, I know we're running a little tight on time here. I would love to. Uh, we'll bring you back on at some point for part two, and I'd love to hear kind of how, how, the, how the conversion piece um, has gone. But let's let's just quickly give people kind of quick recap on a the podcast. Do you guys have? Um, I'm, I'm going to pull up the link to the podcast real quickly. I'm sure you've got it as well. Uh, the podcast is called Secrets to Scaling, though, right? Yeah, Secrets to Scaling your e-commerce brand. Okay. So at first, we were actually called Secrets to Scaling Online, which was just. It just didn't, I think that was a huge part of, of our success with that podcast was that like, why are we not calling out our ideal client here right. for the secrets to scaling your e-commerce brand? For podcast SEO, that's probably a, a much better play as well. Yeah, that only helps you. Um, okay, so yeah. mindful marketing, is it .co? That's stuck in my mind it's for some co. reason. Yep. Yeah, it's .co. We just could not get the .com. Well, hey, part two, you'll have it by then. So <laughs> yeah, maybe. mindfulmarketing.com, um, any, any best .co. places? <laughs> duck, duck, oh. See, I'm already, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm living in the future here, Jordan. Uh, any other places you'd want to point people? 
I, no, I mean, I, I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. Like my favorite thing is I wake up in the morning and I have like 10 LinkedIn requests and they're like, oh, I heard you on this podcast. I heard you on this podcast. I'm like, oh, you just, you're making my day good. You know, this is why I look at LinkedIn in the morning. Yep. <laughs> so Jordan West marketer is is what you can search for. Just Jordan West. I, I think I'm the first Jordan West that comes up on, on LinkedIn. Um, that's definitely the, the best place. And then just, you know, for, for agencies out there, you know, if you're looking to partner with other e-com agencies, I love, I feel like I'm, I'm also, I have that passion for connecting people with different people. Um, so if you want to connect and you want, you know, good referral source, um, you know, if, if you're thankful for referrals, (laughs) I'll just keep sending them all day. (laughs) Right. Uh, that's awesome. Well, good. Well, Jordan, I appreciate your time and being willing to share so much. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me.